So, we meet again, you yellow bellet cowpoke. Thought I told you last time I saw your flea bitten behind. A6, it's too treacherous. Just one cowboy to hog tie. Which is exactly why we're gonna saddle this little bippy together. Hi everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of Wilfred, what I learned from reading and educational discourse. Thanks so much for sticking around and fighting through my goofy intro. I honestly believe this is my best episode yet with regards to content alone, so hopefully you get something out of it. The ASX Investor Education Team has been providing the essentials about share investing for over 30 years. The latest edition of Starting Out in Shares, the ASX Way, is your one-stop resource to understanding what shares are and how to buy and sell them. This book will allow the reader to build a strong foundation in understanding the basics of investing prior to doing so themselves. I selected this book for our fourth, as those listening seemed very intrigued by the basics discussed in the second episode, Rich Dad Poor Dad. What follows is a summary of what I've learned from reading starting out in shares. Once again, it was very difficult to summarize the notes I had taken throughout this process. I'd very much recommend buying a copy yourself. I'll most likely not cover every piece of information from the book, In fact, I can almost guarantee it, which is also why I recommend that you take notes, highlighting key points which strike you as you read. Alternatively, feel free to take notes as you listen to this episode instead, or see the transcript provided for both the script for this discussion as well as the notes I had taken in preparation. These can be accessed by finding the podcast on rss.com. The descriptions and explanations of ideas which resonated with me most strongly have been grouped into three main topics of my choosing. These include definitions, analysis, and diversification. You'll also notice that I use direct quotes, building on these using my own experiences or giving my own interpretations. Therefore, the direct quotes I provide remain the property of the author, and I do not claim ownership of any of their writings or ideas. This presentation will include general information from starting out in shares by the Australian Securities Exchange. I am not a financial advisor. This said, no part of this discussion should be considered specific investment insights or buy and sell recommendations for any listener. I will always propose that you do your own research and encourage that you seek professional guidance prior to purchasing any shares. Two hours later. Okay, okay, I get it. Let's jump into the content. Cha-cha, let's go. Part 1. Definitions. There is no security on this earth. There is only opportunity. General Douglas MacArthur. Not going to lie to you, this is going to be a corker, and we shall bombard you with information through providing definitions and explanations, primarily. However, if we are to understand investing, we must first understand the common vernacular used within its circles. This will be content heavy, but will be of paramount importance if you are to understand how the stock market works, which is vital in being even remotely successful in it. It's no secret that there is inherent risk associated with investing your money in stocks, which is why I want to start by stating emphatically that when you invest money, it's always best to seek the help of a professional. I'll provide only basic information as stated at the top of this discussion. 
Alrighty, I recommend you slap some caffeine in your mouth because this is going to be as bland as a Golden Arches coffee. Here we go. What are shares? Well, shares are defined as a representation of part ownership in a company. If a company is profitable and they'd like to both reward their investors for their risk acceptance as well as entice new investors, they may choose to pay their investors dividends. Dividends are distributions of payments to shareholders, usually expressed as a number of cents per share. Most dividend-paying companies allocate dividends to their shareholders quarterly, annually, or semi-annually. These dividends are separated into frank dividends, those which have already been taxed in Australia, and unfrank dividends, which have not. Dividend yield is the annual dividend shown as a percentage of the last sale price for the share. A simplified rate of return on investment, which is again displayed on the dividend section of a selected company. Phew, asleep yet? Unless you're in the car, you should be taking notes. Ah, well, doesn't matter. Investment risk refers to both the possibility of loss and uncertainty about future conditions of the market itself. Return on investment, or ROI, can be compartmentalized into two terms. Income, a payment you receive from your investment, such as a dividend, or capital growth where the value of your investment increases over time, and then you sell that share. Inflation is a general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing power of money. It works against you by reducing the purchasing power of your money. This isn't only applicable to the stock market, but in economics generally. A ticker code is typically a three, but sometimes four, letter or number representation of a company as it's listed on the ASX. For example, CBA for the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. These will most likely be primarily shown on your portfolio when viewed. PE ratio or price to earnings ratio is the number of times the price of the stock covers the earnings per share and is widely regarded as one of the easiest ways to ascertain if the share is overvalued or undervalued. The lower the PE ratio, the better for both the business itself as well as potential investors. For example, If a particular company's stock price is $139.55 and their last recorded earnings per share was $4.75, that would mean that their P-E ratio was 29.38. Most sources state that an average P-E ratio falls between 20 and 25. Therefore, stocks which fall below this are desirable, and those which fall above 25, especially far above, are not so. With this knowledge, would you say that the company used in my prior example is a sound investment? If you answered no, well, based on this information alone, you'd be right. But it's worth noting that, on its own, the P-E ratio does not say that much. There are various other factors the investor needs to consider when examining the risk profile of a company. These will be explored in detail in part two. However, two important terms may also be considered in this endeavor. Market capital, sometimes referred to as market cap, is a calculation in which you multiply the number of shares outstanding by the current stock price. As a rule, large cap companies such as the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, using that again, 170 billion at this time of writing by the way, tend to carry less risk. But of course, this isn't always the case. Volatility is defined as the measurement of the amount of fluctuation in price of the underlying security calculated using the standard deviation of average daily price change. Well, luckily for you, more simply, volatility refers to the general tendency of the price of the investment to fluctuate as buyers and sellers enter and leave the market. Blue chip shares are usually high valued, major company, 
known for its ability to make profits in good times or bad. Hate to use the CBA as an example here again, but I'm going to anyway. You're doing really well. Last four. So let's strap in or strap out. Cyclicals are businesses that are reliant on the general economy for growth and have little intrinsic protection against soft periods. An example of this is Flight Center Travel Group Limited, ticker code FLT, as their performance as a company is highly affected by the holiday seasons, for example. Supply and demand denotes a relationship between the quantity of a commodity the producers wish to sell and the quantity the consumers wish to buy. The more customers that wish to buy their product are investors who wish to, well, invest, the higher their perceived value and likely the higher their performance on the market. Liquidity is determined by the number of buyers and sellers, which is volume, of shares in the company and is also determined by the spread between the bid, the highest buy price, and the offer, the lowest sell price. Lastly, brokerage is a fee paid to a stockbroking firm for buying or selling shares. This will still be applied, though, perhaps less expensively, if you purchase shares directly on a banking application, such as Comsec. Hmm. Seems like some of you are somewhat struggling to keep your eyes open. I'm going to do you all a favour and slide into a sneaky intermission. Why don't you grab yourself a cheeky snack? Maybe some caffeine? Is this song from the original Fable? Oh, oh, you good? Aight, let's go. Part two, analysis. Your broker is not your friend. David Swenson. The ASX operates from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday to Friday. It also opens in phases with securities opening in five groups, according to the first letter of their ticker code. Also of note, the ASX represents only 2% of the world's investment opportunities. Once you've wrapped your head around the ASX, how it operates, the intricacies of how to pick stocks, and everything else required to be successful in the market, it may also be beneficial to do the same for other stock exchanges, including the NASDAQ, LSE, NYSE, and many others. Otherwise, you will be limiting yourself to 2% of the investment opportunities out there. It's also worth noting that the top 200 companies in the ASX, or the ASX 200, account for 83% of Australia's equity market as at December 2022. Generally speaking, companies with large amounts of cash are considered good options because they are able to continue to pay dividends or pay down some of their debt. I would ascertain that most of the companies this describes will fall within the ASX 200. So, educating yourself on the information described in part 1, as well as this part, will be a great place to begin. In the event a company goes broke, shareholders are among the last who can claim money from the sale of assets. So, again, before you purchase any shares, I'll recommend that you discuss your risk acceptance with a trained professional, to avoid the companies you invest in going under. One form of a trained professional is a stockbroker. Stockbrokers are required by law to know their client and know their product. The stockbroker's preparation consists of looking at your income, your payslips, assets, like your stocks or investment properties, current liabilities, such as your mortgages, car, and personal loans, and current expenses, which are your bills and the like. The stockbroker's investment objectives for their client are security, 
which is your risk acceptance level, liquidity, proposed time frame, and capital growth, all of which were explained earlier. As such, your broker will determine which investment term suits your needs. Investment terms are divided into three categories, these being short term, which is three years, medium term, which is five to seven years, and long term, which is seven years or more. Professionals and individual investors determine their perceived buyers by conducting either fundamental or technical analysis of stocks. Fundamental analysis considers the balance sheet, the business's assets and liabilities, or their financial health, profit and loss statement, which is their sales and expenses, cash flow statement, which is money in versus money out, and letters to shareholders, which can be found in the announcements section when viewing a company. Fundamental analysis is forward-looking, even though the data used is mostly historical. A common view is that fundamental analysis assists in the decision of what to buy and sell, and technical analysis helps decide when to buy or sell. Investopedia states that technical analysis is used to scrutinize the ways supply and demand for a security will affect changes in price, volume, and implied volatility. It operates from the assumption that past trading activity and price changes can be valuable indicators of the security's future price movements when paired with appropriate investing or trading rules. Regardless, the author states more generally that you are doing yourself a disservice if you purchase shares in a downtrend. Wait until an uptrend emerges. Part 3. Diversification Ah shit, here we go again. The most significant benefit of a diversified portfolio is psychological stability when you need it the most. Naved Abdali Diversification is a strategy that mixes a wide variety of investments from varying sectors within a portfolio in an attempt to reduce portfolio risk. The diversification industry sectors include energy, materials, metals, mining, gold, industrials, consumer discretionary, utilities, consumer staples, healthcare, financials, property trusts or real estate, information technology, and telecom. Some advisors recommend having 20 or more stocks. Others say you can create a reasonably diversified portfolio with 10 to 12. The author states diversification is more effective when investments have lower correlation and one has fewer carefully selected stocks in their portfolio. So make of that what you will. Regardless, if you're going to invest, you need a strategy. Your strategy should reflect your own circumstances, responsibilities, and tolerance for risk. Again, which is why I recommend professional guidance. If you are to be successful in investing, you are required to understand the importance of time, consistency, discipline, and patience. I've spoken numerous times about the importance of professional guidance, but if you choose to invest as an individual, I'd recommend that you check in on your percentages of diversification regularly. If you have the Commonwealth Share app, which is Comsec, as I do, you can follow these steps. Feel free to follow along. 1. Open and log into your account on Comsec. 2. Click the three dots, which is the More tab at the bottom right of your screen. 3. Click the Investment Themes option, which should be fifth from the top. 4. This will open the Safari app. From here, click the three lines, which is the Menu option at the top left of the page. 5. Select Portfolio. 6. Select the Health Checks option under the Australian Shares heading. 7. From here, 
You can see the consensus buy, hold, and sell recommendations for each of your stocks, as well as the percentage of individuals buying or selling specific shares, which is helpful in itself. 8. Select the Share Diversification tab near the top of the screen. 9. This is the screen we want. This screen will show you a pie chart of your diversification for reference, as well as giving you the opportunity to compare your diversification with that of varying indexes, such as the ASX 200, All Investors, Male Investors, Female Investors, and Investors within certain age brackets. With all this considered as specified, these are just recommendations as per market trends. If you enjoy researching portfolios held by successful investors such as Warren Buffett, Paul Merriman, or Bill Bernstein, this information is available online, as they have shared the percentages of their own holdings. However, there is no guarantee that the same strategy will work for others, including you. It is always best to seek professional advice when it comes to investing your money. This is the last time I'll say it, I promise. The author also provides some general information with regards to investing, from what they call the experts, whomever they may be. If you ask me, this advice seems a great way to round out the episode. Their advice includes, one, be an investor, not a speculator. Two, question where the company is worth its market cap. Three, try to have at least 30 shares in your portfolio. Just as a side note, I know this contradicts the point earlier, but I agree more with this one as it allows you to have more than one share in all of the sectors as per the industry sectors aforementioned. 4. Use dividends as a sign. Risky growth shares rarely pay dividends. 5. Be patient. Be prepared financially and psychologically for poor results in the short term. Lastly, 6. Think for yourself. Be independent. Remember Warren Buffett's age-old maxim? Be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. Well, everyone, that is it for this episode of Wilfred. What I learned from reading, starting out in shares by the ASX, an educational discourse. Setting a trend here with another 3,000-word Goliathan. This discussion has been a long one, and I appreciate your attention. Remember, the first step towards mastery is building a foundation. I hope this discussion has allowed you to at least slap down a concrete slab. I generally want you to excel, succeed, and prosper in life, which is exactly why I'm releasing this content on a weekly basis. Whew. Hopefully that wasn't red hot garbage, that was a one taker, so let's crack on. Please know that your support is very much appreciated. Wherever you choose to consume this content on Spotify, rss.com, or elsewhere, if you would, please subscribe to the podcast and rate five stars. Again, thank you so much for the support. I hope this is extended to my next one. Until then, stay driven, cowpoke.